Hey everyone, welcome to This Guy's Sick, I am Sam Valentine and today I just want to talk very very quickly about uh, some gaming news, some gaming news that uh, has happened this week, not all of it, there's been lots, so I just cherry picked a few that I found uh, kind of interesting in some way, shape or form, or annoying, some of them I found annoying too, um, and this is just a mini episode again, it was Tian's birthday yesterday, so no big three hour epic from us this week just me much like last week on my own a little bit a little bit toned down a little bit a little bit less um exciting well i, I wouldn't say that because i know my voice does help excite many of you um you email you tell me this so that's not me being arrogant you know i know i am great but you do also email and tell me this so i could be arrogant but I'm not being arrogant because you actually tell me how fucking wonderful I am. So we got some major stories this week, or some some big stories this week, coming out of gaming as a whole, not just video gaming, gaming as a whole. Because obviously we've got E3 starting next week and beyond. So I think E3 starts next Thursday and then goes on continues until the following Wednesday. So we will have some E3 coverage. Um, coming we will have uh, probably an episode dedicated uh with a group of us here talking about everything we enjoyed didn't enjoy and what we saw at the digital only e3 event which is kind of not even a real official e3 it's a very strange way they've done it this year i think they've done it similar last year too where basically people have just kind of grouped together smaller developers like 10 small developers have gone we're all going to announce at the same time on this one and they've called it like e3 breakfast club or whatever the fuck they're calling it coffee break or all these stupid names that really just just announce the fucking honestly i know you're trying to sound cool i know you're going we are the coffee club of e3 and we're going to announce these games just say we are these groups of people and we're going to announce games we don't need you like the, the whole dynamic of like trying to come up with a gimmick for it doesn't work no one is actually no one watches e3 for gimmicks no no one watches e3 for live shit live performances and stuff and they're like hey we're now going to have someone come on stage and do some juggling people just want to see the games you've got a digital event you can just show people games and guess what they're going to enjoy it that's my advice as someone who doesn't work in the games industry, to someone who does work in the games industry. The industry I did work in for many, many years was the television industry and live performance industry. So I'm telling you, your audience isn't the same as who comes to see live performances. It just isn't. Video games are something you play on your television or on a PC in a room at your home. So when you're trying to show new games to people new things to people while an event is good like a like a con a convention is brilliant people want conventions type stuff um having a juggler on stage uh juggling with his own balls is not so maybe i don't know i mean it is it is gay month so maybe juggling balls on stage might work it's his personal balls but you, you understand what i'm saying so v3 coming out a lot of people are openly telling us what to expect which is weird a lot of times they'll surprise you and they'll kind of go oh yeah we've got some exciting announcements to make and they don't give you too much information on it well not deep silver who honestly 
at, with the statements they've made, Deep Silver have made, I don't really care about what they have to show at E3 now because Deep Silver have come out and said that key titles like Metro, Saints Row um, are not going to be, and um, Dead Island, they're not going to now be involved at all in E3. They're not going to be there, along with any kind of revival of Time Splitters. Now, all of those games, personally, I enjoy. Time Splitters, I think, is probably the best series of games that that deep silver ever ever put out and that's saying something because the metro games are excellent too saints row is a lot of fun and i've enjoyed um most of the saints row games they kind of jumped the shark a little bit but a new saints row better graphics um more technology would go wonders at the moment especially with the lack of anything from rockstar in that kind of capacity because obviously saints row is very similar to grand theft auto so it's like Grand Theft Auto on steroids uh, with superpowers and all sorts of mad shit. So that wouldn't go amiss. It was kind of like when um, Cyberpunk came out and Cyberpunk kind of flopped. But there was a market. People want a Cyberpunk story. But yet Square Enix aren't working on another Deus Ex game. And you'd think, well, hang on a minute. You should be capitalizing on a Deus Ex game. At least make an announcement that you've got one coming. Actually look at what people wanted from Cyberpunk and fucking say that's what you're going to do with a new Deus Ex game because you're going to take a wave of hatred and a wave of anger from people that didn't get to experience the Cyberpunk they wanted and then you can use it to hype up your own Cyberpunk story in Deus Ex, which is one of my favourite franchises of all time. So there's that. And obviously Dead Island. I recently bought Dead Island... Uh, it was out on the PlayStation store for like four quid for the whole Dead Island collection, including the arcade thing. And I thought, oh, I haven't played Dead Island in years. I quite enjoyed Dead Island. I'm going to pick it up. And I've been playing it again recently. So to see that Deep Silver have still, after that awesome uh, trailer for a Dead Island 2 of the person jogging and slowly turning into a zombie as they're running down the... Uh, like LA or somewhere they are. After that awesome trailer, there's been nothing. The game's basically been cancelled. There's nothing coming out. And this E3, they're telling us right off the bat, no Metro, no Time Splitters, no Saints Row, and no Dell Island. Now, with what else What else have they got? There's nothing there now for me from their presentation. Now, that could be a ruse, and I could be wrong, but I don't know. It feels like, would you announce it's not going to be there just to bring it there? That doesn't, normally they just don't say anything when they want to surprise you with something. Not tell you you're not getting what you want. You know, Square did it with uh, 16. They just didn't fucking tell anyone when they announced 16. Uh, they, they, with the 7 remake, they teased you first by saying, hey, we've got all this stuff coming out. And uh, one of the most beloved Final Fantasies. And then they, I can't remember what they dropped. They dropped like a trailer for like World of Final Fantasy or something and everyone groaned in the audience only to go, oh yeah, and we got another one. Boom, 7R trailer and everyone fucking exploded, right? So Square have done it in that way and that's normally what you get from E3. However, this time with Deep Silver, they're openly telling us not what we are getting. So again, ahead of E3, we've got some upcoming games like uh, Far Cry 6 and a lot of information ahead of E3 has come out about Far Cry 6. Like, uh, they've now added a third-person mode, which, it's weird. to me, that's weird because Far Cry is a first-person game. I've been a fan of Far Cry since the first game. I've played all of them. I've maybe, I don't know if I played Blood Dragon, actually. I own it, but I don't think I've ever played it. So, I'm actually a fan of that franchise and of that series. And it's just a shame 
uh, to see that they're going to third person mode because for me Ubisoft games are they, they're the same they all look the same they all feel the same they all have the same kind of uh, way of doing things about them and to make Far Cry um, third person even though it's optional but to make it third person you, you might as well just made another Ghost Recon at this point after Wildlands and uh, Breakpoint you may as well have just i mean they're essentially far cry right at that at that stage a third person far cry you you may as well have just made another one of them i don't understand why far cry is even involved in it in terms of the name because you've sort of shit on it uh however they have put on that the map editor is going to return now they did have a map editor of these little side story things for like uh custom content on I think Far Cry 5 they weren't very good but this looks this appears that the map editor is going to be bigger so if you're a Ubisoft fan you're we're probably going to see a lot more Far Cry 6 at E3 and they're already dropping hints as to what we're going to see there with with the third person mode and with the map editor so if you're a big fan of the franchise like I am maybe maybe you'll feel different to me maybe you'll go oh I love the idea of a third person mode or maybe you'll feel how I do and go it why like what does it add or bring to the game as someone who plays or not plays now but has played a lot of bethesda games like fallout and uh the elder scrolls the third person mode is just kind of nice to see your character like when you're just walking around but in combat it's not great and in other scenarios it's not great like jumping puzzles and stuff you kind of they can't do they when they show you a, a um muddling up my words there but hey I'm, I'm talking live here so when you flip back and forth they never really um, master one or the other but when you play an elder scrolls game and you're in third person you don't feel like this is a this is the best version of a third person game that bethesda themselves could give you you kind of feel that way a little bit in first person while first person kind of works a hell of a lot better there are moments where the cat when you have to move and turn and the camera angle isn't the best or or you don't see everything you would normally fit in because it hasn't got like the long screen that you would normally fit stuff into so they they never quite master both they only kind of half master one and then almost master the other and i worry that that's what's going to happen with far cry 6 that we're not going to get the best version of a third person mode that it's just kind of stuck in there a little bit like when people wanted third person for cyberpunk and then a uh, a mod came out using the mechanics of the game and it just looks awkward and weird that's how elder scrolls games look sometimes in third person and i just hope that the addition of this to far cry isn't just some janky mode that people are just going to go well what was the point in that so moving on from e3 related news we have two stories that are loosely gaming connected the first is marvel multiverse tabletop rpg which is on the way it is very very interesting to hear that they've gone the dungeons and dragons route with marvel i'm very interested i i personally am going to give this a go with the guys maybe even air a few on twitch or something and it will be a lot of fun to play a marvel tabletop but i do have some reservations because where it's multiverse i think what they've why they've done that is because there are versions of characters from different multiverses you know versions of Groot, versions of spider-man and i think knowing how people 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 can then tailor their game to the stuff they like so if they're not into you know 
the new Avengers or whatever the fuck they're called, the new new heroes, um, Snowflake and Safe Space. If they don't want that shit in their game, they can, which no one will want in their game, they can tailor it out. And then the 10 people that do want that in their game can then tailor that into their one campaign that they play on their own and no one else is going to know about it. So it's kind of smart. They've done it. They've called it multiverse and they've done that. The problem I have of it, this is the only problem I have of it, a big part of what makes a tabletop great is lore and freedom to create your character in uh, with the classes and the way that you want. With Marvel having such a massive, massive lore and set of heroes and villains and characters, how are you going to fit them all in? to a tabletop and people are going to want to play as them maybe rather than the characters themselves now i don't know too much information about this so i don't know if you go oh yeah well i'm playing and i'm literally playing a saber tooth and you have to choose a marvel character to play as in your campaign or whatever it is they do or if you make your own but not making your own would suck because then it's just simply uh you know like fan fiction e roleplay stuff right but if you have to create your own, having that whole wide spectrum of powers and abilities and planets and things like that, you really are setting yourself up for like a, an issue, like a problem, um, and, and a just too much information to take in that you would be better off setting it in, you know, golden age or something, you know, when it was just the earth and there were no interplanetary characters, right? And you only had these sub powers, you know, Spider Man's. You had you had these people. You had the X Men. You had some characters that exist, but then you just fit within that world. Currently, the Marvel world is fucking huge. I mean, it's a universe at this point, and a universal tabletop RPG with seventy, eighty years worth of fucking lore and history and characters is a lot to develop and take in. But we'll see. We see how the game goes, how it plays. Um, and like I said, I'm definitely going to give it a go. I am a big, well, I was a big Marvel fan, old school Marvel, late 90s, uh, 90s and late 90s Marvel, early 2000s Marvel, I was a huge fan of. Not so much now. I, they don't write comics for me. And they admit as much on Twitter. If you ever, ever see a Marvel writer on Twitter, they will tell you, I am not making comics for you. Don't read it. Don't like it. Don't read it. Well, well yeah, people clearly are, which is why manga outsells um, comics in the West for the first time ever the last few years anime and manga outsells western comics bizarre right because anime and manga isn't making stuff to make some sort of political statement or point and i'll get into that very very briefly there is a difference between writing a story and the story having politics in to having a checklist of politics you need to put into your story mandated to you by someone else uh, recently I saw someone talking about, well, you don't like politics in your games. Well, turn Metal Gear Solid off. Metal Gear Solid is a, a political story written from start to finish with politics in mind and messages in mind woven into its story. What we see now is, right, I've written a story about uh, this character who's going to go on this sort of like tour of the world because they've had to run away. Right, well, make them this, make, make them gay. Uh, they've had to run away now from Perry, yeah, but I didn't have to get them gay. I had them as a straight character who's running away from an abusive home because the parents were cunts. It would make the parents racist 
and homophobic, and that's why they're cunts. Yeah, but no, it was because they got diddled by the uncle. No, no, take that out. Negative connotation. They didn't get diddled by the uncle. They were abused for being gay by everyone around them. They had to run away. But I didn't want to do that. You're doing it, and you're putting it in your story, right? And that's kind of how they write these things now. Now, you could write a fantastic story about someone dealing with homophobia if that was your intention from the start. Unfortunately, they just spliced this shit in. How can we make this woke? How can we make this appeal? Metal Gear Solid, on the other hand, doesn't do that. So when it comes to me with Marvel, Marvel used to write stories that were politically charged because that's how they were meant to be written. The X-Men was meant to be about civil rights. It was, it was, it was an allegory for civil rights. That was the, its intention. Snowflake and St Safe Space, however, most certainly aren't an allegory for anything. They're a woke cash-in by a company that doesn't understand its fan base. And that is where we, that's where we're left with, with this stuff. So, that's out of the way. Marvel Multiverse Tabletop RPG. Um, I am looking forward to it. I know the guys that appear on the podcast with me most definitely will be looking forward to it, if they even know about it, because I only just found out about this yesterday. So, yeah, so there's that. Next is... A very very strange story that i saw getting some traction as kind of like a meme and i know meme auctions do exist and um basically a chicken nugget that looks like one of them little retards in a spacesuit from uh among us right so one of those little little things from among us there's a chicken nugget that looks like that has sold for one hundred thousand dollars so one hundred thousand dollars is worth a per I mean, explain this to me, please, because a chicken nugget is a perishable good, right? It will eventually disintegrate into bullshit. I know McDonald's people have done tests on them and they last like 10 years and they just dry up because of the salt content in it. Rather than rot, they just dry because there's so much salt. But why is that worth anything? Also, why is Among Us so fucking culturally re relevant? Like, it, it's an it's an okay fun little thing to play mostly when you play with friends rather than strangers and it blew up because it was a, a free interesting little game during a pandemic but is it so culturally relevant that you would want to own a chicken nugget that looks like one i mean what what am i missing here am i just old now i hit 37 the other week am i just old am i old so i just don't understand things anymore it's like you know move over grandpa like is that what it is or am I just so out of touch with uh, Gen Z culture to understand the significance of a chicken nugget? Um, I don't think that's the case. I think if you think a chicken nugget is significant, you are as retarded as the little man in, as I said, the little retard from among us. That's you. That is your brain function. You have a, you have the brain function of a chicken nugget. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to hear from people what they think that's all about because... Jesus Christ, I, I, I am absolutely baffled about the sale of a chicken nugget. Next, and my final little story here today is everyone is angry with Sony over PS5 exclusivity because they have gone back on a lot of what they said, a lot of their message about PS5 exclusivity and look, people have a right to be angry. People have a right to get frustrated and pissed off that especially people that have bought a PS5 because they wanted to play certain games, and now those games, God of War, um, Horizon, are going to be on the PS4 as well. Now, I understand that Sony made a mistake here because 
when the PS5 was announced and the exclusivity was announced, they were not expecting the parts shortage because of the coronavirus. They also weren't expecting the kind of hoarding that has been going on with scalpers. And I don't want to be like a Sony fanboy sticking up for them. It, they've definitely made a mistake. They should either stick to their guns and make them exclusive and miss out on sales now. Or they should change it and make it available and fucking apologize yeah openly apologize listen i know we promised this but because of what's been going on in the world because of it like we're sorry and look we will make it cheaper for ps5 owners to play these games for the time being we were actually you know what games that we said were going to be exclusive that we've gone back on actually we are going to give a di you know a 10 10 discount on those games when you buy via the playstation store so if, you, if we've if we've announced it as an exclusive and then gone back on it, we are going to make it cheaper for you to uh, own, right? And people wouldn't be so pissed off and angry about it. But again, the problem comes down to the PS5 availability that we spoke about on a recent episode. Um, there needs to be something done internationally, globally, by Sony with the realtors and uh, people they deal with, you know, people that are selling their product product, um, from a retail standpoint to prevent the mass hoarding and resale of their products. Sony should be speaking with companies like eBay about products being listed on there for sale for the next year, right? They should actually go in to eBay and say, look, it hurts our business. Technically, it hurts eBay's reputation. A lot of people are pissed off with eBay for not stepping in and doing anything. And as I've suggested previously, and look, I've got a half-decent-sized platform, not a big enough platform, that for the sake of actually being able to get hold of one, for the sake of fans not turning their back on Sony and going with someone else, um, and for this, just the sake of the fucking sanity of your player base, eBay... And other resale sites should put a cap on the sale of PlayStation 5s. There should be a cap on it. And that cap should be the retail price. So if you list a, a PlayStation on eBay, there should be a cap on what you're allowed to sell it for. Even on auction. On auction, there is a limit and the limit is the retail price. This would suddenly mean that the people that bought PS5s for retail and have 10 of them for sale cannot make any money for them. So they would just sell them off. They would just get rid of them. Then they will stop buying them. The minute you take away the ability for these people to make money from them, right, for mass consumption, because there are little sites and smaller sites that are renegade that are going to continue selling them for whatever fuck they want. But mum and dad trying to buy little timmy a ps5 aren't going on those sites they're going on ebay that's where they're going to they're going on gumtree and they're going on ebay and they're going on any little like website that's known at craigslist right all you have to do as sony is reach out to them and say this is what we want to do this is how we want you to do it would you play ball if ebay for example say yeah we're not doing that you now have the publicity behind you to say eBay refuse to put a cap on... P like, 
it makes them look like shit in the media. You're at, what you're doing is actually making their business look bad. They would know this. So eBay would comply. I'm, I guarantee you, if Sony mandated to eBay, if someone lists a PS5 for the next six months to a year, you cannot list it for more than a retail price. And you would put in there that the postage and packaging, because then some people would try and go, oh, well, what we'll do is we'll list it for 50p, but we'll put 700 quid postage and packaging on there. Well, at that point, because that's another way around it, e eBay really should have already something in place for ridiculous postage and packaging um, prices, because I've seen people do that on other stuff already. I've seen people put postage and packaging for products that cost about three quid to ship or about $5 to ship somewhere, and they whacked on like $15, $15 shipping, because they want to make more for selling the item at a cheaper price. Therefore, you're not actually getting it for cheap. You are buying it for full price anyway. This happens quite a lot. I just want people to be, but I also want people to be smarter. I want, I want Sony to also put statements out. We have worked with eBay to reduce the price of the PS5 resale so that it cannot be sold at more than RRP. If you continue to buy them with mass uh, postage charges on you are now effectively hurting yourself at that stage so that's how you would do it that's how you would word it like any more than about 40 quid postage for a ps5 you're taking the piss you know and you, people know they are right so because you'd want it signed for and it's a big package so you'd want it signed for as a big package any more than 40 quid is not worth it i mean i personally would only charge 30 quid for my big package so if you want my big package only fans 30 quid that's all you got to pay and you can get to you can get to look at it and we'll also put tn substandard package on there as well for free that'll be that'll be involved so my big package and his um post-it note package will be on there so that's my thoughts on it right on on the exclusivity of games and and the reason why i think sony are backtracking is purely because people can't get hold of the ps5 they do not want flops of massive games they do not want flops of the you know of, of horizon they do not want horizon to be a flop they want that to be a last of us 2 a big fucking successful selling game that's what they want out they want god of war to be a huge successful game the only way they can financially secure that is to make sure that they are backwards compatible now this does make you wonder about ratchet and clank because that is currently ps5 only by the looks of it and i'm shocked they haven't mandated um integrade final fantasy 7 integrade as a ps4 dlc as well square are going to find themselves with a bit of a bummer of a game integrate's not going to sell very well due to the ps5 exclusivity i i myself wanted to get a ps5 in time for integrate from the integrate announcement and looking at the time i've had i thought i had more than enough time to be able to get hold of one they're still gold dust they're, they're still impossible to get hold of they're still priced through the roof and as i've mentioned there's only one way around it and that's for the companies to come forward and fucking put a stop to this and stop the resale of it and make sure that resale sites refuse to list the item. And as I've mentioned previously, they have done this before. eBay have done this before with other items. They've done it before with items that get sort of um, meme -y. 
So like uh, Flappy Bird, when that became like a meme and everyone was trying to buy Flappy Bird phones with Flappy Bird for a hundred grand and stuff like that, which was ridiculous that people were doing it because the game got taken off the store and the media picked up on it. It's the most addictive game of all time and, and all this bullshit that they said about the, the subpar game that there was some sort of mass collector hysteria going on only for the game to return a few months later. Um, eBay have done this already. So eBay ban eBay banned me selling something on there once uh, when they had the royal wedding of William and Kate a few years back I made a uh, I went on Photoshop and I basically made like a fake action figure packaging and it was called the royal wedding assassination kit right and I bought a toy gun that fires darts like little rubber like a nerf type gun right but a bit cheaper than a nerf gun and I made this packaging, I vacuum sealed the fucking plastic so it looked like a real figure. And then on the back, there was like a slide out card that was in the packaging. And it had like targets, and they were like Elton John, The Queen, uh, you know, all these, all these, Jimmy Savile, all these people on there. And like you get points for hitting which one. And I had that on eBay as like a meme, as a joke. You can own the official royal wedding assassination kit and they fucking went mad at me the bidding went through the roof it ended up at about 900 pounds which is around 1200 dollars uh where it was at and it only had about 15 bids on it people just fucking went mad they wanted to own it it was funny uh i got contacted by a uh a writer saying oh, i'd love to write about why you did this why you put this up uh we get it in this online fucking magazine or whatever we will we'll put it on a, we'll put an article out and then as that was happening suddenly ebay just went boom we've removed it because technically because it's harmful content basically it's a harmful uh content we've, we've taken it down and we believe you are getting too much traction too much bidding that could be false bids and all this stuff so they took it down so ebay have the ability to remove stuff um and they removed something i did as a joke but it was a real, you were getting a real thing that I'd made. I put time and effort into it. In the end, I gave it to my dad because he wanted it. And I think he's got it on his wall somewhere. Um, and that's what I did with it in the end. I just gave it away. But I'd put time and effort into making this thing. And they removed it because of what it was. And because there was there was potential backlash from someone selling an assassination kit. Uh, a fake assassination kit. And I never made any money off it in the end. So eBay have done this in the past. They have done this sort of thing, even to me personally, and to many, many other people, millions of people around the world, they've put caps on prices in the past of things where people are trying to, like, fuck a market over, this should be no different, this should be absolutely no different, but I understand with Sony why they are backtracking, and I understand fan backlash of people who went and spent money on a PS5, to now go well i didn't need to because i could play it on ps4 and then when i do get a ps5 i just get the upgraded version with it because now all the games come with the upgrade i do understand your displeasure and your anger but then also i understand the displeasure and anger of people who can't get games they want because they cannot get a ps5 as i said integrate jake the other day he's he's got ps5 he's like, oh we can do an episode on integrate i was like we can't because you're the only one who's going to play it no one else is going to have the ability to... Well, Tian's got a PS5 now as well. But Tian's not a big Final Fantasy fan. So Integrate's going to mean nothing to him. So it's sort of like, where do we go with that? Jake plays it and what? And then I borrow someone's PS5 and I play it. And then Chris borrows a PS5 and plays. Is that what we're going to do? 
and, and it's like so then by the time we've all played it from start to finish the game's been out for three weeks every other cunt has talked about it what are we what value are we offering by talking about integrate three four weeks after everyone else has so it's a shame and there's not much we can do about it at the moment but i think that people should maybe not lay off sony but i think they should look at the mitigating circumstances and actually aim their frustration at that aim all your frustration at sony's inability to clamp down on the resale of the ps5 and other companies who along with sony do not do anything to clamp down on people buying 10 20 of them and reselling them that's who your anger should be at it shouldn't be angry at fans who are happy about it because i've seen fans arguing back and forth it shouldn't be even be angry at the reason the decision why the financial decision why to get this game out into the hands of as many people as possible the anger should purely be focused on the availability of playstation 5 consoles and why that is and all the circumstances surrounding why that is a problem so that's that's my thoughts on it that's my final story of the day as i said we've got a lot of content on the way new content uh we've got some patreon exclusives another patreon exclusive is going to drop in the next two days that is not a um soundtrack review that is a question that i got sent in by someone and the question was why did i um and others in in the group uh, why are we no longer in uh final fantasy ship posting which is a group that i was a mod in and john who appears on here was a mod in and larissa who appears on here was had a mod trial there and got refused as a mod and i left there uh in i'm gonna say 2019 i, I left there in 2019 under some very strange circumstances let's say that and i've been asked oh since then maybe 15 times what happened i've never really gone into detail what happened so there is there is a patreon exclusive dropping to explain why i am not involved in that group anymore um why why i'm banned from that group and what went down and that will be on patreon i don't want it as a main episode because i'm not trying to start an argument or beef with people so it's a patreon exclusive if you want to pay a dollar to hear it you can pay a dollar to hear it because you 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 know that's that's just how something like this is going to work if you're willing to pay a dollar you must like this podcast enough to understand that what goes on the patreon like that is for you to hear rather than for rumors to be spread and beef to be made with a fucking shit posting group but again recently i was asked and this is quite no knowledge someone said why when i post memes from when i share memes from this guy sick or square posting to final fantasy shit posting why do they never accept them so that was that was a question i was asked that if they try and share a meme from me to them they will always turn it down um again i'll explain why that is and and what happened there in this patreon episode so i hope you those of you on the patreon i hope you enjoy it i'm going to be sipping some tea with that one and i hope that the people listening to this who do want to hear it like the person who emailed me in i said to him listen i'm more than willing to answer but it's going on the patreon it's not going on a normal episode that can be shared around and then all the people who are involved uh in that group or people that have taken sides can listen to it and sit there getting seething and angry over me saying speaking my mind uh, i'm not going to do that it's going on the patreon and only true fans true listeners of this podcast are going to 
be able to have access to it so that is coming in the next few days as well just needs to be edited and yeah so that's that that's a little update we as i said last week we've got some episodes lined up we've got some stuff in the can to speak about and some well not in the can that sounds like they're already ready to go out they're not we've got episodes that i announced last week but also we're going to be doing castlevania the tv show we will talk about the games as well in that but we've got a castlevania episode lined up now also and yeah it's good we've got some great new episodes on the way obviously they will be longer than this one because this is a short episode much like the last episode was a short episode also next week for patreon i have the final fantasy 2 soundtrack review dropping on there um and i said you can you can listen to those episodes for as little as one dollar a month that's that's all they cost you to get access to other episodes such as final fantasy 2 review and why i left ffsp and what caused me to leave there and and the little downfall of a lot of friendships and relationships now i will say this here i'm not going to be naming anyone on there uh, I'm not going to be using people's real names. I think that's unfair. And I'm not really going to slander people as they are. I'm just going to talk about the circumstances and what went down and how the culture changed there from an official standpoint and from just a user base standpoint. So, yeah, that's it for this episode. Again, a short one, but I hope you enjoyed it. I've enjoyed talking about some of these topics, some of these gaming topics. I, I'm never going to get my head around the chicken nugget. Uh, Please tell me why. Not the Microsoft game. I'm not. I'm not interested in that. But yeah, tell me why you think the chicken nugget sold for that much, and what what am I missing? What am I missing out on? Anyway, have a great week, weekend, evening, morning, whatever time it is you listen to this. Um, I'll see you next week with a proper episode with the lads. Peace.